we wish you welcome. Also, our listeners, we wish you welcome. Praying that our Lord Jesus, our Lord of peace himself, will give you his peace. No, what, no matter what today is like. No matter what today is like. The Lord be with you all and his peace be with you all. We're going to Matthew 20, starting at verse 25. And we were talking that some of the disciples had shown that they were pretty determined to be important, to be great, if not the greatest in the kingdom. And, and there was jealousy among one another. And for instance, even the mother of the Zebedee brothers had come to Jesus, these two, and uh, the mother of these two had, and had asked the Lord whether her two sons could sit, the one on his right hand and the other on his left hand in his kingdom. And when the others heard that, of course, there was resentment about this, which also prompted the Lord to call the twelve together to point out some obvious lessons in getting along and trying to understand each other. And he let them know that their attitude was much like the ambitions of the rulers of the godless nations of the world because they desired worldly greatness and power together with important and fan fancy titles. People trying to dominate and control others and say that they love to play the tyrant and lord it over those who are less fortunate than they. Mm -hmm. And they try to maintain superiority and power by violent oppression, wrote Stanley M. Horton in the complete biblical, biblical library. The Bible gives a good example of such a person in the book of Esther. Haman was elevated to position next to the king, and now Haman loved to boast and be arrogant and brag. And the Lord admitted that the kingdoms here on earth, that they seek after important positions that have great authority and power, but that in the kingdom of heaven it shall be different. How Haman loved to see crowds bow low for him and how furious he got when he found out that Mordecai would not bow down to him. And as to Horton, Haman was a little man, short-sighted, selfish, quick-tempered. And in his ambition, he soon overshot the mark 
and came to a sudden end. That's true, he did come to a sudden end. But that's what the greatness of this world is like, full of random hit and miss arrogance and pride, marked by unrestrained and often tyrannical procedure of power and lasting only a short while. As short and as passing as it is empty. Let's see what the Lord says about it. Matthew 20, verse 25, 26, 27. But Jesus called them to him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them. And they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall, it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. You see here even that the word minister is a serving position. So as taught earlier, the Lord's disciples, they will rule Israel with him. They will judge Israel with him. Matthew 19, verse 28, And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. As Horton puts it, achieving greatness is not gained by an overpowering of the inferior, but by serving all. Servants and slaves do see themselves as less important, less, less worthy than others, and they place others needs, other people's needs, before their own. And our Lord sees future greatness in today's work of tending to others, caring for, taking care of others, looking after others, nursing others, attending to others, helping, assisting others. The wish to want to rule with Christ is not rejected of itself or in itself, but ambitious striving is. That is rejected, and so is jealousy and politicking. Horton writes, In the kingdom of God, desire for power and honor do not lead to greatness. And he quotes verse 26, It shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. That's what the Lord said. Only the self-denying, the humble attitude of the servant can do that. And in drawing his teaching to a close, the Lord gave his own ministry among the twelve, 
as an example of true servanthood. Verse 28, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Even as the Son of Man not came not to be served, to be waited on, but to wait on others, and to give his life a ransom price, to give his life a ransom price to set men free, a ransom price. Weymouth translates the redemption price for many. Klingensmith translates for the lives of many. The Lord offered his own ministry among the twelve and others as an illustration of true servanthood. And the Lord's whole life his whole purpose was shaped by his choice to serve. And his ultimate act of service was the giving of his life on the cross, to give his life a ransom for many. The, the word ransom itself, the word in Greek is lutron a ransom or the purchasing money for releasing from slavery a ransom the price of ransoming especially the sacrifice by which atonement by which redemption is realized an offering a recompense or, or also the word Next to it, litron, a neuter noun, a noun or pronoun representing a thing without animal life is, is of the neuter gender. Examples are pencil, light, water, star, book, dust, leaf, it. Literally, the ransom money or price to free a slave, litron, and is used in the New Testament of the ultimate liberty price, the blood of Christ which purchases or which ransoms believers, freeing them from all slavery, from all bondage to sin. There's not a person alive who does not need to be ransomed from sin by the Lord. The word ransom, lutron, comes from the language of the courts. An example is in, in Exodus 21, verse 30. It says, if there be laid on him a sum of money, then he shall give for the ransom, the payment, his life whatsoever is laid upon him. Or Exodus 30, verse 12 when you take a census of the Israelites to count them, 
Each one must pay the Lord a ransom for his life at the time he is counted. Then no plague will come on them when you number them. And also Numbers 35, verse 31, Moreover, ye shall take no satisfaction for the life of a murderer, which is guilty of death. But he shall be surely put to death. And 32, do not accept a ransom for anyone who has fled to a city of refuge, and so allow them to go back and live on their own land before the death of their high priest. A ransom might, for instance, be paid to free a prisoner of war, or, as mentioned, to buy freedom for a slave. In Isaiah 53, verse 10 and 11, the obvious basis for this text, the Hebrew word asham, which means guilt or guilt offering, stands behind the Greek word lutron and has a wider meaning of atoning sacrifice. Isaiah 53 verse 10 and 11 says, Yet it pleased the Lord, it was the Lord's will, to bruise him, to crush him with pain. He has put him to grief and caused him to suffer. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, and though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, his offspring. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord, the will of the Lord, shall prosper in his hand. The New International Version puts it like this. In verse 11, after he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. And in this connection here to Isaiah 53 and the figurative sense of apolutrosis, apolutrosis, which is a Koine Greek word that speaks of freedom or more precisely being made free by another, Apolutrosis. The definition is a, a release affected by payment of ransom. And, and is used for redemption, for deliverance. It actually references to the kind of ransom or rescue that is full and complete. Uh, this is from 
World, WordPress, WordPress. And the figurative sense of apolutrosis in the New Testament removes the possibility that the payoff or ransom is paid to Satan. Now when the scriptures read that the life of the Lord Jesus was a ransom for many, the word many is a wide-ranging Semitic term as in, this is what Maurer says, as in poloi, as hoi poloi, the people. As we read in Isaiah 53 verse 60, verse 6, Isaiah 63 verse 6, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And Isaiah 53 verse 12, therefore I will give him a portion among the grave among the great because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors as a result we see in Daniel 12 verse 2 multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. That'll be wonderful. And we see death. Sure, we see death through Adam. Look at Romans 5 verse 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. Death through Adam and life through Christ. Romans 5 verse 19. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. And with these words, our Lord carried his role as the suffering servant of the Lord, as we read in Isaiah 53. This was a new approach to service and greatness. This new approach should be, ought to be foremost in the mind of every one in Christian service. J. Vernon McGee goes to the nitty-gritty his way. My friend, he writes, if you're going to sing for the Lord, please don't try to walk over all the other soloists. 
If you are trying to be a preacher of the gospel, don't try to push aside every other minister. If you are trying to be a church officer, don't do it at the expense of someone else. Our Lord makes it very clear that the way to be great and the way to serve him is to take the lowest place. Look at verse 28. Even as the Son of Man, Jesus said, came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. This is a tremendous verse and is, is apropos, is most relevant to every Christian. And understanding the meaning, we will be able to tell exactly why the Lord Jesus came into the world and what his mission was. Because let's face it, there are enough among us who would like to know since most of us, or maybe some of us, are a bit confused about this point. True, in worldly kingdoms, places of power are sought. Places where some have great authority. But the Lord declared that in the kingdom of heaven, it shall be different. Look at verse 26 again. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. And the Lord painstakingly taught the twelve that the goal in the kingdom is not to rule but to serve. Not to rule but to serve. And he used his own ministry as an illustration that the road to privileged authority is often paved with lowly service. Christ Jesus never changes. He is always the same. And we, his weak and dull disciples. And the kindness and tolerance he shows us. Hasn't he shown us this so many a time and so often? And still, still he teaches us. He never seems to get tired of teaching us. And he's kind. He treats us with such understanding because truly, when it comes down to it, we belong to him. But learning how to deal with a weak brother or sister who is going wrong. Can we do that? 
The mistake the twelve had made was to think of the kingdom as the kingdoms of the world are. But that's not how it is. And the Lord tells them so because it would be the opposite from what it is in the kingdoms of the world. He spells it out for them, spells it out for them and for us, so we cannot miss it. In his kingdom are those who are servants. And the bondsman, the slave, is the first. He is the first to serve. He himself, the son of man, he came to serve. He speaks blessed words as Arno C. Gablin in the Gospel of Matthew writes, blessed words indeed, lowering all that is of self, dethroning pride and ambitions, teaching us to let this mind be in us, which was in Jesus Christ. God bless you.